0: Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. Tonight, we're going to continue to uh, look at God's Word and Discuss some of the things that we need to be doing as a church to uh, have the type of church that we talked about last week uh, when I uh, talked about this crazy kind of love that we need to have in order to be attractive to people. And uh, so first we need to have that kind of uh, love that Jesus has for others, and and we talked about how uh, we need to have that magnetic love that that a church needs to to exhibit towards the community to let people know that that we're just not just simply coming together and meeting because we like each other. We're not a civic organization because we come together to uh, raise money for people that are blind or. Or anything uh, just to do some kind of civic good like that, uh, while we might do those things uh, for people it's because of that great love that we have for God and, we, and that God gives us and and that love that God helps us to demonstrate towards others because of what Christ has done in us and so we talked about uh, one of the things that the first thing that we need to exhibit. Towards the world in order to to attract them to to Jesus Christ, to attract them to uh, the kind of relationship that they need to have is to first have that kind of crazy love that that uh, is just so attractive and and look and really this these are things that the world is looking for these are the thing uh, one way in which we are able to uh, express the love of God to others and to help them to come to have a a relationship with Christ is uh, to share with them these things that they yearn for the world yearns to have uh, authentic love expressed in a church uh, the world desires to have that kind of, of magnetic love that that is that goes beyond the expectations that they have in themselves and so we talked all about that last week and I encourage you to go back and listen to the service if you uh, if you don't remember part of that tonight I want you to look with me in the book of acts we're going to look in uh, acts chapter six uh and uh, see the second aspect of what we need to have as a church the kind of thing that uh and remember uh, we're talking about being the kind of church that demonstrates the kind of growth that the first church Exhibited the book of Acts uh, is begins with life uh, for the disciples after Jesus uh, rose uh, not just from the grave but ascended into heaven and so uh, these are the actions, the acts of the disciples uh, as they learn to live life without Jesus. And one of the first things that we see in the book of Acts is, of course, uh, a retelling of the end of uh, the Gospels where uh, Jesus gives the command to uh, uh, His disciples to go and to share the Gospel uh, from uh, not just in their Jerusalem, but to G- Judea in the uttermost part. Parts of the earth and he tells them to go and to share with others and uh, as he's going up into heaven and so the disciples begin to to get excited about, what Jesus Christ has is, is given them uh the task to do and and right at the very beginning in the second chapter of Acts we see the disciples is there uh huddled there together in the upper room uh this uh this place of safety this place where they shared with Jesus uh before he ascended into heaven uh, they Come together, and they're they're waiting for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And the Bible tells us that uh, the Holy Spirit came uh, and down and lighted upon them uh, like tongues of fire. And then they go out into uh, the crowds of all these people that have come from the four corners of the earth to Jerusalem to celebrate uh, the uh, uh, the Pentecost, the Feast of Pentecost, and they're there. Uh, and they begin to share the gospel and their uh, their words are so animated and so excited that the people think that they're drunk in the middle of the morning. And uh, Peter stands and he delivers this uh, this tremendous sermon that tells them, Look, uh, we're not drunk. These men that you see, we're not drunk. We have experienced a relationship with uh, Jesus Christ. And he begins to share with them all these Things about how uh, Jesus was the fulfillment of of the prophecy that was given. I'm giving you background. We're not there yet, okay? So don't don't be worried about the fact that you're lost, okay? We're not there yet. Uh, but in the second chapter of Acts, he he shares with them about how Jesus is the fulfillment of all this, and and uh, it says that that afternoon they went from 120 disciples. To over 3000 joining uh and becoming a part of the followers of Jesus Christ and uh began to be part of this uh this movement that they called the way and then uh within days they had uh, another 4,000 added to their number. And, and so within uh, weeks, they had uh, multiple thousands of people that were added to their number. And the Bible says that they uh, added to their number about 40% uh, on a routine basis. They, and, and really what the Bible says is that they multiplied. Now, I learned back when I was a little boy that multiplication is different from addition, right? when we have uh one or two people come and join the church, uh we talk about additions. but if we were to be to grow, to grow in multiples uh, multiplying, what that would mean is is that uh you know uh Just like old Jethro on the Beverly Hillbillies, one times one is one. One times two is two. You know, you know your multiplication. And once you get to the uh, the twos, you you uh, uh, two times two is four. You know, it grows exponentially. And that's the kind of growth that uh, that that the early church had. They grew exponentially. And that was the norm because of of how, uh, of why? Because they ha, uh, were came together in one accord. They had one spirit. They shared with one another in their homes and they spent all of their time and studying the scriptures and sharing with one another. And that's really where we come to in uh, the sixth chapter of Acts. Uh, in verse 7 it says, And the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith, and so what we see is here is really the passage of scripture in which um, the early church begins to multiply, and because of this growth, it means that they have to multiply. Uh, not only are they do they see the growth in their numbers multiply, but they also have to uh, see that their responsibilities to the people multiply as well. And this is the account of where uh, the first deacon. are are selected and Stephen being one of them, uh, one of the deacons that's selected uh, draws a particular ire from some because of the fact that he is uh, full of the Spirit. And uh, uh, we see this passage of Scripture where Stephen is singled out and, but it, and the, the beginning of the persecution of the church. And that persecution doesn't diminish the numbers, but rather it, it only further f- uh, feeds the fire and the flame uh, just spreads because of that persecution that begins all with Stephen's Uh, uh, martyrdom and so what we want to ask ourselves is uh, what are they doing here in this passage of scripture that causes their church to multiply what is it it's right there at the very beginning of the verse and the word of God increased Not only do we have to have a crazy love that, uh, you know, just a love that is uh, just overflowing and filling of people's lives, but we also need to have the Word of God increase. Now, what does it mean for the Word of God to increase? What did it mean for these uh, members of the first church for the Word of God to increase? Here they all they are there, uh, the, the, the 12 and, and the 120. Uh, many of them uh, who were part of the 120, they uh, did just like the 12 in, the, in that the 12 were with Jesus continually day in and day out. Uh, that's how they were able to replace uh, uh, Judas with another disciple is that they chose from some of those who were... Not initially a part of the, the the twelve who were there with Jesus continually, so there were others who who were there uh, on a regular basis following after Jesus, but they weren 't that inner core group um, so we have all of those who were in, a part of that group who heard the word of Jesus uh, words of Jesus, and they uh, many of them were would go on to to write the accounts of Jesus. Uh, as they got older in in ministry and and in life and and uh, we 're fortunate that we have the gospels as a result of that, uh, but they were growing in the word the Word of God was growing in their in their number. I happen to believe that that uh, what is being pointed out here in the scripture is is that the Word of God grew in their life. Which means what? It, it means that um, they had a clear understanding of Scripture, for one. Uh, throughout the ministry of Jesus, they, uh, Jesus was continually teaching them, trying to help them to understand Scriptures appropriately. And so, for us to be a type of church that uh, that grows in the Word of God, I think that we have to be diligent students of the scripture. I think that we have to be uh, ones who who are are devoting ourselves to understanding god 's word, studying the, of god 's word there's nothing worse than um, uh, listen, when I, when I was going through seminary and going through college, uh, one of the things that uh, that I did was I, I not only was studying Scripture and understanding Scripture, part of, of my training was to understand uh, how to interpret Scripture. And and that was a big part of it because we had to learn how to understand Scripture in order to share it with others. I mean, if I don't understand it, I can't share it with you, Right. If I don't know how to, to uh, tune up a carburetor, I have no business taking it off my car and trying to show someone else how to tune a carburetor if I don't know how to tune it myself. If I don't understand Scripture, I can't possibly share it with others and help them to understand. And one of the things that we did was also we uh, we learned about others who claimed to understand Scripture and understand how we can uh how they came to to come to those beliefs and to see the fallacy of those not to go out and persecute these people and by, uh, beat them over the head with a bible uh to try and tell them how wrong they are but to help us to understand how we need to rightly Uh, interpret scripture and how easy it is to get misguided, uh, uh, misunderstand scripture, how we can, uh, and whole religions have been formed over the misunderstanding, the misinterpretation of scripture. Uh, You can have people come to your house and uh, tell you about, uh, becoming a part of their organization and how uh, they and and all the things that they talk about sound like they could teach Sunday school in our church, when in reality what they're saying is not uh, is misguided and and sending people in the wrong direction because of the way in which they understand certain scripture and what they mean by certain things. Uh, I had uh, I was telling uh, some of y'all that the other day I had uh, some folks come from uh, uh, those who share the watchtower and were trying to, to share at my home how uh, wonderful! It would be if I would uh, come to know uh, God in the way that they know God, and, and I, I said, "Well, you know, I know uh, Jesus Christ died on the cross, and I've accepted Him as as my Savior." Oh, well, we we uh, we know who Jesus is too, and we 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 believe Jesus died on the cross too. You know, see, uh, they know and they they uh, they they believe all these things, and it sounds like okay. Well, that, I can listen to them and and. That's part of the lure, but what they don't tell you is, is that they don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That they don't. Well, they they even say, "Oh, yeah, he's the Son of God," but they don't believe that he's God incarnate. Is what they don't believe. They don't believe that Jesus Christ is part of the uh, uh, of the Godhead, uh, the Trinity, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, they don't. Uh, they see Jesus as. A lesser creation of God they don't believe him to be God incarnate the way we do uh, they don't see Jesus as God like uh, we do hence the name Jeho- uh, Jehovah's Witnesses they believe in only Jehovah God they don't believe in the Holy Spirit they don't believe in uh, Jesus being a part of the Godhead and so uh, the these people who use our the same scripture come to a different belief because they misinterpret scripture and they're not the only ones there are several others uh, that uh, either use scripture along with their own sacred writings along with uh, scripture and others who uh, just misinterpret scripture altogether and so what we have to be are people that are faithful to the Word of God, faithful to God's Word, faithful to interpreting uh, God's Scripture. We have to be people of the Word, which means not just simply being students of the Word, but committing God's Word to our life, making it a part of us, and having God's Word as a part of our life. So we've got to be uh, growing the Word, Um, so part of the reason for the dispute that they were having was is that the disciples were spending all of their time in the study of Scripture and in sharing the Scripture that they uh, didn't have time to help out the, the widows the Grecian widows and the Hebrew widows uh and some of them were feeling as though they were being uh, ignored. The Grecian widows uh, felt as though they were not getting as much allotment as the, the Hebrew widows. And so they, uh, they determined that they needed to to uh, set aside those who uh, would be willing to, to help serve uh, those uh, Grecian widows uh, as well as the Hebrew widows and that the, the disciples wouldn't neglect the ministry, neglect the, the study and, and the sharing of the gospel. I feel like there are some churches that get so uh, caught up in, in programs that we can get tied up in programs and miss out on uh, devoting ourselves to the Word. We can't be so excited. You know, there's some churches that have uh, upwards in their churches, a way of doing out, outreach. Uh, they'll have softball or basketball or soccer and and those programs are great in order to attract people from the community to come in and 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 have their children play those sports and and while they're playing those sports to have an opportunity to share the gospel with those children and when the parents come to be able to share the gospel with the parents and 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 uh, that's a great outreach program But there are some churches that get so wrapped up in the program of having softball and basketball and soccer and and baseball that their whole focus begins to be those programs rather than the study and and the... uh, um, interpretation of scripture you have some churches that, uh, that their so focus oh we want to have a magnificent choir we want to have a, a wonderful choir and, and an orchestra and they all their people get all excited about a choir and an orchestra nothing wrong with upward there's nothing wrong with a choir and an orchestra there's nothing wrong with, uh, with uh, uh, any of those things as long as it doesn't take the place of God And and God's presence in your life, and the way in which we have (coughs) a closer walk with (coughs) God—excuse me—is to is to be devoted to the study of His Word, devoted to 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 taking time to to hearing God's Word in our life. It says that they uh, that they focus themselves on the Word of God that it would increase and their number multiplied and their number uh, uh, grew so we need to be sure that we are faithful to interpreting the Scripture of God and, and allowing the Word of God to be uh, the focus of our life. And we need to make sure that we uh, spend time make, making it a part of our life, not just the study of it. And one, thing that, that, uh, one last thing that I want to touch on, real quick, and, and that is, is that we need to make sure that we don't allow the Word of God to become, to take the place of God. The Word of God is important in that we need to study God's Word. It it reveals to us who God is. It reveals to us the nature of God. It helps us to have a relationship with God. But there's some people that have such a love of of the Word of God that the Word of God takes the place of God. We need to be sure that we don't allow the Word of God to take the place of God we need to make sure that we uh, that we love and cherish and treasure the word of God because uh, it's God's way of speaking to us and speaking to, into our heart but we don't need to, to study God's word so much that we don't listen to God that we don't hear God's voice in our life through the word of God that we don't allow God to speak into our life and allow us to, uh, to, to be moved and to direct us and One of the things that that can be such a danger is is that we just simply study, study, and, and this is a real problem for some churches. All church is is Sunday school, worship in the morning, worship in the evening, Wednesday night, Bible study, focusing on studying Scripture, study Scripture. It's important to do that. It's what we do with it once we leave that is all the difference. We need to make sure that we not just only study God's Word, but we apply God's Word to our life. That we allow God to direct, direct us and move us and, and lead us out into the world to share the Word of God with the world. We can't just simply uh, sit and spend all of our time studying God's Word without sharing the Word of God with others, sharing the love of God, sharing God's uh, desire to have people come to know Him as Lord and Savior. If all we're doing is... I'm not a big NASCAR fan. I couldn't tell you uh, the name of, of five NASCAR drivers. I can maybe name one or two. One of them might be dead uh, right now, but <laughs> uh, I don't know very many names of NASCAR drivers. I don't know, uh, I only know of one or two places where they uh, run NASCAR races. Uh, but uh, I do know that part of NASCAR is is that while they're going round and round in circles, that part of the part of the thing is is coming into the pit to to and they get more gas and a lot of times they get new. Uh, tires sometimes they even get a new driver uh, they do all kinds of work in the pit um, but I know that they don't spend a whole lot of time in the pit, the, the whole thing is is to get the car in and out of the pit so they can stay in the race and we got a lot of churches that are in the pit all they're doing is sitting in the pit getting gassed up, tires changed engine revved they're not out in the race we can't spend our whole time in 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 church studying scripture singing songs and patting each other on the back and not going out into the world and getting in the race we've got to leave the pit and go out into the into the world and share the love of jesus christ we need to share god's love we need to uh use God's Scripture, apply God's Scripture, (coughs) excuse me, hide God's Scripture in our hearts so that we can share the love of God with others and so that people can see the presence of God in our life so that they'll want to come to know Jesus as their Savior as well. But we've got to go out into the world and and reach them. We've got to share uh, God with others. We can't possibly stay here and expect the world to come to us we got to go out and reach the world and that's what jesus wanted us to do is to share the love of christ with uh, with people all throughout this world not just in our home not just in our neighborhood but to go throughout the whole world and share the love of christ with others it's important to make uh, the word of god central in our life and not uh, you know a lot of churches uh Get into so much trouble because they stray away. And I, you can turn on TV and watch pastors preach for an hour, and they and they've not talked about the Word of God at all or Jesus. They talk about all these platitudes of feeling good about themselves and feeling good about yourself and having and God loving you and all that kind of stuff. Never once read a scripture out of the Bible. Never once flash the, the Word of God on the screen or, or a call for anybody to, to open their Bible. you got one that even has them raising their Bible and, and they quote a whole long thing about the Bible, but he then doesn't speak one moment about the Word of God and doesn't share the Word of God for a moment after he does that. That's the last moment he even talks about God's Word is in that introductory thing. We've got churches that get into the ritual of religion without allowing God's Word to be preached, to be taught, to be shared. And it's just as wrong for us to have God's Word a focus for us in, in this church and then not go out and share it with the world. So if we want to attract people and multiply, we've got to make sure that we keep the Word of God a central part of our life. God's Word in our life demonstrated in the world. Let's pray.